everybody. <laughs> starting. Yeah, we are starting. Hey, this is Jay Seigman. Uh, this is Noelle Schmidt. And you're listening to High Spirits. This is episode five. five. The big five. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. That is exciting. We made it. We did it. Yes. We can just quit now, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Excellent. I mean, I think we so. almost did at the beginning of the show where no one said anything. <laughs> how do we start? Yeah. How do we start? Um, what so are you like. Oh, uh, nothing's going on with me. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> not, not much. Just here. Just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, so for this episode of High Spirits, uh, it is brought to you by Founders. Uh, I'm drinking an all-day IPA. Founders um, Brewery. I uh, went a little bit off the rails today. Okay. And I'm drinking a boxed wine from Target. Oh. It's a dark red blend. Well, it, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks... Um, it's like blood. Yeah, it does. That's it actually why. does. It looks viscous and yeah. um, pretty so, serious. Yeah. Target. It's everywhere. Yeah. Thank you. You're that welcome. was a great tagline. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, should we just dive right in? We're going to do a dive. Let's dive. Okay. We have nothing to... We have no housekeeping or anything. I, we probably do. We probably have so much housekeeping. Remember? Oh, I should say this. We do have a Facebook page. Come visit us at High Spirit Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, like it. Uh, leave a note. Be a pal. Whatever. Um, tell your friends. Tell, yeah. Tell your friends. Uh, write a ghost story that you want us to talk about. Um, if, you know, if we are getting things wrong, like fucking let us know. We're cool. Right. We don't. Oh, you know, I do want to say this. So we were digging on Oprah and Gail. Sure. Last time, I think in episode four. And I noticed that, uh, I was out of town last week uh-huh. and we made sure to be in contact with each other every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're the worst. We're the worst. So this is an apology to <laughs> yeah. Oprah and Gail. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the thing is like, everyone's like, you guys are so weird. And it turns out, <laughs> nope, you're just gal pals. Nope. Just gal pals. So, and even if you're not still okay. Still, yeah. Fuck what? It's fine. You do you. You do you. All right. Uh, so we're diving right in and I love that. Um, yeah, I actually don't know what Noel's doing and she doesn't, Oh, oh, okay. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. No. All right. We don't know what we don't know what we're doing no. in general. Is this about the weirdo thing that you sent me? Kind of. Yes. Oh my god, that was a so, little bit fucking weird. In this last week, um, we have lost two friends in the uh, transgender community. Um, most recently, Alexis Arquette, yeah, actor and activist. So thoughts with the Arquette family. Yeah, very for sure. sad. She's very young. I love her. I do too. Um, what was she like, forty-seven? Yeah, something like that. Too young. Yeah, so um, that's a major bummer. And um, the other one who inspired my choice today. Is- By the way, when I said weirdo thing, it had nothing to do with trans. It had to do with the the root doctor. Yes, which we'll get to. Oh, okay. I didn't. I just didn't want the people to think no. that I think being trans is weird. I don't. I love it. It's great. Be you. Not at all. Not at all. Um, the other person is. Um, Lady Chablis. Lady Chablis. Who also passed last week, I believe, at the age of 59 mm-hmm. um, from pneumonia. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, what a beautiful lady. She was gorgeous. Dignified, elegant, beautiful lady. Very much so. And I was first introduced to her from the movie The Midnight or Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. That's right. Don't clap your hands. You'll mess up our I know. I wasn't going to. I'm just rubbing my hands together. Oh, people I'm, might hear that. It's suspicious. Oh. Um, <laughs> it, based on the book, Midnight in the Garden of Good Good and Evil, written by John Berendt. Um, the movie came out in 1997. The book was published in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first... Mr. Kevin Spacey. Mr. Starring Mr. Kevin Spacey, uh, John Cusack, mm-hmm. Jude Law, an all-star cast. I didn't know that Jude Law was in it. Jude Law was in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and also uh, starring the actual Lady Chablis. The, they could not find anybody who was as good as she was to play herself. Yeah, to yes. play herself. Uh, and so that was my first introduction to her. Um, and she is incredible and amazing and kind of blew my mind. Um, so I wanted to actually, in honor of her, talk about that story and kind of the... Uh, suspicions and savannah lore around that story and that house in particular um that the uh character and actual real person jim williams lived mm-hmm. in where these murders took place yeah um so uh like i said uh based on the book 
Um, John Durant went down to Savannah, Georgia, um, in about in 1984, I believe, uh, to do some research on Savannah and specifically um, Jim Williams, who he met in 1982. Now, the murder of um, the the murder that Jim Williams was accused of, which I will get into, uh, happened in 1981. So, um, Jim Williams was an antiques dealer, a very well-to-do antiques dealer mm-hmm. in Savannah, Georgia. Um, he had. Uh, purchased, I think, 50 homes that he restored and oh then sold. Oh, my God. Sold. I didn't know that he had that much real yeah, estate. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I had no idea. Like in the So in the story, um, he's kind of portrayed as being, and he actually calls it out as being nouveau riche. So he's right, still yes. trying to, like, make his statement in the community. But the reality is that he started doing these things at the age of, like, 24. Oh, wow. So he really made a name for himself. He did all of these um, restored all of these like amazing artifacts and um, pieces of art and was able to create a fortune off of it. Um, so he purchased this house called Mercer House uh, in 1969. And the house was um, started, the construction for the house began in 1860 okay. in Savannah, Georgia, which was obviously interrupted by... The Civil War. The Civil War. Um, It was originally built for General Hugh Whedon Mercer, who was a uh, Confederate uh, general and also great grandfather to the American songwriter Johnny Mercer. I don't, I don't. I don't know who he is, either. <laughs> but everything. And you I looked at me with such. A I know. I was hoping, like, and he wrote. I was really hoping that you knew who he was, and no. I actually meant to look him up, but I got like. So wrapped up in everything else, I kind of forgot. So uh, stay tuned on who he is. I'm sure people know who he is. I'm thinking country. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So so it was interrupted by the war, and uh, it wasn't built, or the construction wasn't finished until 1868, and by then it had been sold to another man named John Wilder. Um, So a little history on the house. Um, In 1913, a previous owner, it doesn't say his name now he here it says he tripped over the second floor banister fractured his hip and suffered a concussion and he died three late days later oh my god um i'm not entirely sure how he tripped over the banister some people say that he uh there was like a a landing like that led out to like a balcony and he tripped over that um you know i have a a a total fear of an irrational fear uh of um when I'm like, even like on the L platform or at the top of a high stairs, yeah. for some reason, I think I'm going to like, like just fall. Like I'm, I'm suddenly going to propel myself forward. It is very weird. I uh, have actually a very similar feeling. Do you? Yeah. I don't know if it's like full tilt vertigo or whatever it is, but it feels like I'm, I'm like, Oh cool. I'm going to right fall. I'll be walking upstairs and I'll have this thought in my mind. Like I could just fall backwards and tumble to yes. my death. <laughs> It's just a, it's a feeling that I have sometimes. Yeah. It's just, I think it's because I'm so clumsy. I'm so guarded. That's interesting that yours is falling backwards. Cause my thing is falling forwards. Right. I fear. But I also feel like I could trip on the train platform and just fall Die. and hit the third rail and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was going down the, um, uh, subway at North and Clyburn and I, uh, was running to catch a train and there are a, a couple of people in front of me and I was like, God damn it. I'm just going to fall forward and murder, not murder. Take but like, all these people, take with all these people <laughs> with me. Right. Well, they, uh, remember like 10 years ago in Chicago, there were all of those, um, porch parties that collapsed, like all those porches collapsed. <gasps> yes. That was the worst. So there was, it was almost like an epidemic. No, and, it happened all the time. And I remember, there, but for the grace of God, go I, because the amount of rooftop porch parties you've been on, or just even porch parties, right, is just staggering. And you had that uh, old house on uh, Tallman, yeah. And we all used to hang out on your porch, right? It was this little, and it was a little porch, fucking porch. And there would be like fifteen of us sometimes. Oh my god! And they're like, I don't even know how I, we yeah, all fit on there. That should have fallen. Uh, but yeah, but that's always a thought in my mind too. We were saved by the angels, right? Do you want to, like, well, even here at your place, um, I often will lean on the railing if I'm outside, and it's not that long of a fall, no. but it's enough. Uh, so one of these days, I'm just going to lean on the railing, and that's going to be it. And <laughs> I then so. I will haunt this place. Please don't. Um, okay. 
So that happened in 1913, and then in 1916. But do you think he was? What is it? Do you think he was? Well, is it foul play, or he just was like us? <laughs> well, so um, death victims—they're just like us. Yeah. So uh, there, during there are so many Savannah ghost tours because Savannah is kind of known as being the most haunted city in the U.S. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, there's it's it's the oldest city in Georgia. There's yep. so much history there. And isn't it the... Am I making this up that it is, like, the slave... Like, where all the slaves kind of um, started? Maybe. I know Charleston is... Oh, Charleston. Charleston's, Charleston's a big Charleston. city for that. Yeah. yeah. But it's, one, it's another one of but those... But it's a coastal... It's another coast yeah. city. Um, so, yeah, there's... there. It's, it's interesting, because when you try to actually do... Um, any kind of research on like Savannah mm-hmm. ghosts, all it does is bring up like a bazillion ghost tours. Sure. So it's really, you really got to dig for some information because they of course want you just to go on the tours. Right. Um, so, and they're totally manipulating the Google search. Um, so, but <laughs> which and, we should do high spirits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Google it's <laughs> It's a thing. Google it. We're on page four. Right. So, um, on, on several of the ghost tours, they tell the story that the man um, saw something and um, was, like, possessed and, like, walked off. Hmm. So it's one of those things where... What's the likelihood of that? Yeah. Did he see something, or is this just something that the ghost tour is telling Probably people just to, like, get them excited yeah. and, like, spook them out? So take that as it I mean, is. I'm a, I mean, the ghost... See, this is what I think about when I go on ghost tours, where they're like, they try to make the top of the story very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, he might have seen something supernatural, and then he tumbled to his death and broke his neck and blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's like, cool. It didn't matter what he saw, but now that he died here, he's the ghost. Right. Let us not forget that. Right. <laughs> he now has to live with that thing that pushed him off or forced him. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. What is that like? It's like an 80s sitcom. <gasps> How awful. Yeah. And hilarious. No, and funny. Yeah. Right. That's the ultimate odd couple. God damn it. Can you imagine like the, the like weirdo scary ghost murders you by mistake and then you end up haunting the same place? Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. I'd be so mad at that guy. I mean... Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe the show, the show, <laughs> but maybe the relationship kicks off with the, the other one helping him. Right. I feel sort like, of acclimate. I feel like that actually kind of happened on an episode of uh, Supernatural. Um, I don't know. <laughs> which is a fictional show that I watch. Okay. Uh, and they were investigating a haunted house and I'm pretty sure this is an older episode, but I'm pretty sure that one of the people that was a ghost was killed by an existing ghost and they hated each other. Oh, they were living in like a ghost community in this house. It was like a really interesting, that sounds like something I would really enjoy. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't watched that show. It's a little melodramatic. Um, but I really like it. Uh, definitely a guilty pleasure. Anywho, if it's not the news, (laughs) (laughs) I only follow facts. Yeah. No, I don't know. So not the news. (laughs) Um, what, the liberal media. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. Okay. Uh, so then the um, the Shriners bought the house. Oh, yeah. The Shriners. The Shriners. And they were using now, it. They, they're the circus people. But they're the... <laughs> don't laugh at that. They do. I went to... They, a, were, they wear the hats and drive the little cars. Yeah, I went right? to several Shriners. Actually, the uh, Bloomingdale's building uh-huh. um, in River North was a okay. Shriner temple. Yeah. So they used it as a temple. An oh, Ali, Ali Temple? A-L-E-E? Ali? I don't know. Oh. Uh, so they had been using it as a temple. And in 19, 1969, before Jim Williams bought the house, um, there was a little boy who was hunting pigeons on the roof of the house, like you do. Like you do. Um, and well, listen, he, I'm from the north. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> we just live with pigeons here. <laughs> yeah, we I just mean, accept that they're... Yeah, yeah, I guess in the south you hunt them and... I don't know. I don't know what you, like, do they eat them or? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Squib is, like, now a very high. That's true. No, not squib. Squab. 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 Yeah. I had squab not that long sure. ago. Sure. That's it right. Was... You're rich. It was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like nice things. Yeah. It's like um... eating the wing of a fucking <laughs> yeah, duck. It's it was. Not... I w- wasn't that crazy about it. I mean, it's fine. I was like, I'm going to try this. And then I had it. And I was like, nope. Um. It was fine. 
Anyhow, so anyhow, anyhow, uh, so he's hunting pigeons on the roof, and he falls over the oh. edge, and surrounding the house is this large metal uh, fence. Oh please, no! Oh, this is like the hand that the, rocks the cradle. Yeah, he and he impaled himself on the iron fence. Oh yes. Now, the paramedics had to because he the way he impaled himself and they were like the, the arrows on the edge of the fence yeah and there are pictures you can see like the fence around the house yeah um they couldn't pull him off so they actually had to cut the fence and what's was he still he alive? was no it killed him well, why did um, they... because i think he fell on his head like it, it impaled him through his head what went through his brain oh my god That's um awful. i hate that yeah it's really sad so they um had to cut the fence off and actually they never restored it so that <gasps> that's part, cool yeah so that part of the fence is it still is, like that it's still like that okay so, well i dig that yeah a lot so many people talk about going there just to see that part of the fence yeah cool so that's kind of cool um well i'm sorry that he died and also sorry that two people in the same place i just had four of momentum and just fell right right it's a little weird so um now Another part of the the lore behind that story is that he was playing on the roof with another boy, and the another boy, the other boy, reports that he the 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 boy who fell stopped short, turned wide eyed and pale, and moved back backward as if propelled by an invisible force. Oh. Um. Uh. And then the other boy is now a taxi driver in Savannah and refuses to drive by the house. Well, that's BS. So that's just another story that's told in Savannah. Right. Um, I mean, it makes for, it makes for an incredible story, but like, yeah. that, this is not, this is like, the house is on a main drag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. It, it's right across the street from, um, Monterey Park. Yeah. I'd be so pissed if I was like in that cab and I'm like, Hey, just take a straight, just take a straight shoot. Nope. I, yeah. I want to go to the Wyndham and they're just like, I can't go. Well, do you think they have a Wyndham in Savannah? I don't even know why I said that. I feel like it's all like B and Bs. Yeah, it's got to be B and Bs. Yeah, I bet it's really nice there. Although this I is know. what I was gonna say. <laughs> like, if I was like, can you just take a straight shoot to the Wyndham? And then he was like, you know, when I was a child, my friend got pushed off the, <laughs> the roof of this house and impaled, and I think a demon did it, so I won't go past it. I mean, I guess I take the extra five fucking minutes. I and I would be like, can you be my tour guide for the rest of the yeah. week? Yeah, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because he would have some tails, I'm sure. He yeah. was probably not very well adjusted either. But no, I mean he's a taxi driver. Yeah. So <laughs> take that as it is, <laughs> which which isn't a nice thing to say. But if you've ever been in a taxi in Chicago, you know what I mean, right? Um. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna let that go. Yeah. I'm so on. Jim Williams buys the house in um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Uh. In 1969, um, and the house had actually been um, abandoned, like, not abandoned, but, like, dormant. Like, nobody had been in the house for 10 years. Got it. So he takes a couple years to restore it, and then he eventually um, lives in the house. And he basically houses, like, his collection there, which all, like, is still there now. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's alive. He is not. He's dead. Yeah, so stay tuned. Oh, wait, he shot... Oh, stop. <laughs> so I'm stopping. Sorry, guys. Um, this edition is actually a little bit more, like, murdery than it is ghosty, but... Sure. It, there, well, we've, had two, we've had two ghosts. Yeah, but there's some more fun stuff that comes yeah. along. So, okay. So, um, he starts throwing these amazing Christmas parties every year yeah. to kind of, like... Woo, the local social life. The Richie Richies. Yeah, and yep. just to, like, kind of fit in and be one of them. And also to kind of dispel rumors about him being gay. Dang. But he was. But he was. Yeah. So um, he has this boyfriend whose name is Danny Hansford, and he's kind of, like, the local hustler. He oh. is kind of um, the bad boy in town. And... Jim Williams becomes his benefactor. He buys him a car. He pays for his, he pays his rent. How, how are you going to try to get away with like saying that you're not that someone's not your like boyfriend if you're like buying him all this shit? Right. Well, and that became that's part of the issue oh, that I see. arises. Okay. All right, cool. So he, yeah, he's trying to like hide all this stuff, and he has him like sneak in through like the servants' entrance. Is that Jude Law played? Yes. It's all coming back. Right. To me. So 
he's he's this guy where he um, is almost like a male escort in a way. Like, yeah, he courts men and women. And um, in 1981, Jim Williams has one of his holiday parties. And um, he's, you know, everybody's really excited. It's a big party. Everybody's a little liquored up. And uh, Danny Hansford shows up later. And here's where the story gets fuzzy because nobody really knows what happened. Um, some reports are that Danny threatened him, that he shot at him. What ultimately happens is that Danny ends up dead. Okay. And Jim has the, is the one who shot him, but he claims that it's self-defense. Okay. So um, he goes on. He goes to trial for it. He's arrested. He goes to trial. Um, in the first trial, he's convicted. Oh, there's more than one. Yes. Okay. He goes to trial. He's convicted, um, sentenced to life, goes to prison, appeals for, for murder. That's a long sentence. Well, they didn't believe him. They thought that he shot him in cold blood. Still, it's a long so, sentence. I mean, there are people who do way worse things that do not get sentenced to life. True. And the, the interesting thing, too, is that... I mean, way worse things. True. Because, like, they didn't really have a ton of evidence on it. And what's interesting, too, is that... Is it just, like, a like a homophobic, like, sentencing? <laughs> I'm not... I, I don't know all the details of sure. the trial. It just kind of sounds like 80s in the... It could be. Um, I don't know if they even talked about their relationship or oh, if they okay. thought that. Because he was known to, to everyone as being Jim's assistant. So oh, okay. some people thought that he was, like blackmailing him or threatening like money or something like it was a money issue mm-hmm. you know now people think that it was just a lover's quarrel right. and um uh that he just shot him dead one of the rumors is that danny was actually shot nine times <gasps> oh well so then that's life if that's the case it was a murder most foul yeah yes so <laughs> uh no one will ever know my secret. Yeah. Um, so he was, how would the coroner not, I mean, if it's one shot, that's one thing. If it's nine shots, that's like a broken mind. Right. That's why. And I like, that's just a rumor. So again, got it. Don't your fault. So, okay. So he appeals, he goes to trial again. Again, he's convicted. Now during all of these trials, like the first time, um, he was arrested, he was released on $200,000. Bond. Was that a lot for him or was that like chump change? I think that was chump change. But okay. he was also um, employing this very um, high profile local Savannah lawyer who was actually his lawyer, but he was paying him tons of money. Got it. Um, in addition, he had a relationship with a local voodoo priestess. Okay. Who in the in the Which story. I adore. I love voodoo priestess. Yes. So, in the story... I love voodoo. Voodun. Voodoo, voodoo. In the story, her name is Minerva. Um, In real life, her name is Valerie Fennel Aiken Bulls. Um, Now, she was the common law wife of a man named Dr. Buzzard, who... (gasps) This is the thing you sent me. Yes, but... We'll get to that. That's different. Um, Dr. Buzzard was known to be the last great voodoo practitioner in Beaufort County, which tells you that every county in Georgia had their own voodoo practitioner. They They had to. Which is amazing. Yeah. So um, when he died, she, the the thing I read said, she put on his purple glasses and set herself up as a root doctor. Um, Now, she just kind of like took over for him. She took over. Sweet. Now, a root doctor is a traditional healer and conjurer of the rural black South. They use herbs, roots, potions, and spells to help and sometimes to hurt recipients of their ministration. She was a black lady. Um, You said rural black South real fast. I'm sorry. That's okay. She was a black lady. um, So she was more or less like. A witch doctor. Great. Um, well, no, I'm just loving it because I think it's important when when this story is in context. It's like here are all these rich kind of society white people, right? And all these rich society white people, even though in public they're like they're like voodoo, that's not Christian. They all go to these folks. They go to these folks. Yeah. They go and get their palms read. They go to do tarot cards. They do all that. They do business. the whole thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they need to know. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the amazing thing about these people too is that they use all of their natural resources. They're using things from the earth. They're not yeah. like using 
any kind of, any kind of chemicals or like, you know, and then, but anyway, so <laughs> they're using the earth around them. It's almost kind of like Wiccan in a way. Yeah. Um, so, it totally is. So, so they all have the same basic, uh, backstory. Right. Right. Like any, any sort of, uh, ancient religion or ancient sort of ritual has the same backstory. You mm-hmm. use what you have. It shouldn't cost a lot of money and you don't have to pay a tithe to right. uh, get your shit done. <clears throat> so during this time, um, we're going to call her Minerva just because that's the name, her name in the book. Yeah. Uh, she was a very private woman. Sure. And I think that's probably why he changed her name. Everybody, cause everybody else's names in the story. Same. Totally the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he employed her to perform some voodoo magic. So they went, one thing that they did was they actually went to Danny's gravesite and asked, Jim did. Jim, Jim and Minerva went oh. there to ask for forgiveness from Danny. So and he was out of prison? He was out of prison because he was out on bond. Two hundred. Yeah, yes. I got it. So. They went to his gravesite to ask Danny for forgiveness. Um, and Minerva states that Danny denied uh, any kind of forgiveness and would <gasps> refuse sucks. it. Oh, I just got shivers. So it's not okay. Right. Um, the other thing. Listen, guys, in life and in death, forgiveness is bold. You should forgive. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Move on. You've already you're moving. You've moved on. Yeah. Or maybe I not because we're gonna get there. Well, yeah. If you maybe forgiven Jim for murdering him, he wouldn't be a ghost, right? So then he he also um, contract her contracted her several times while he was being uh, tried. Um, she assisted him during his first three trials because that's right. He had four trials, oh which God. is the most anyone's ever been tried for the same thing in Georgia. Um, so every time she was doing things to get him off basically, Mm -hmm. and she failed all three times. Um, so, but by the fourth time when she wasn't part of it, that's actually when he was acquitted. Oh, weird. So he was acquitted. Um, they moved his trial actually to Augusta, Georgia, where he had a brand new jury who actually didn't know anything about him, nor did they care about him. So he was acquitted and set free, Uh Uh which was eight years and 10 days, um, uh, after the anniversary of Danny's death. Now, which is important because it's not. It's just like that was oh, like it's a no- like like eight years. Ten yeah, days. I think if it would have been like eight years to the day, that yeah. would have been more notable. But okay. the ten days kind of kinds of kind of throws it off. Right. Um. So there are some other notable characters in this story that I want to before we get into some other stuff that I want to mention. Um. One is Lady Chablis who um, is a very large character in the story, especially because um, uh, John Barrent, who actually is a character in the story as well, befriends mm-hmm. her, and she kind of takes like, him he's around. He's played by John, John Cusack. Because he actually couldn't even separate himself in the movie version. He's like, I guess I have to be in that. Right, because yeah. he's so involved. So he actually gets to know all these characters. So Lady Chablis was actually um, uh, an ex-girlfriend of Danny's. So that's how she gets involved. Like she and Danny were kind of like a thing and then they were still friends. And so she kind of like shows John Barrent kind of like the seedy part of Savannah because she's this performer at this club called the club one. Um, So she's a very interesting character just mostly because she keeps the story light. Yeah. And then there's this other guy, Joe Odom, who's like the local party guy who also kind of like knows the inside of what's happening. And so like, you know, it's, it's, it's Savannah, Georgia. So everybody knows everything a little bit about everything. Do you know the population of Savannah? I don't, but I'm sure we could look that up. Yeah. So, okay. So Jim Williams is acquitted. He, um, returns home, picks up where he left off. Throws another holiday party. It's a huge party. Everybody has a great time. And then... Uh, So Savannah, I don't know if it's the same at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's actually much smaller than I thought it was. It's very small. It is 142,772 people. Yeah, it's a small place. Which, I mean, that's pretty specific. But it is... It was established in 1773. 
And it is the oldest uh, county seat in Georgia. Right. Oldest town in Georgia. So, yeah, I guess with that, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my neighborhood, I probably have that many people. Right. I mean, just... <laughs> Maybe not that many, but close to it. I mean, it's a big town. Sure is. Huh? So, um... Uh, he throws a party, and then six months after his acquittal, he drops dead from heart failure. Who? And Jim Williams drops oh. dead, 1990, from heart failure and po- possibly AIDS-induced pneumonia. Oh. And some say that he um, died in the same spot that Danny died. Oh. Um, and there's this cool, like, in the movie, they do this cool thing where he is, like, he has a heart attack, and he's lying, on the, he falls to the ground, and he's lying there. And he looks over, and the Jude Law... Uh, is like looking back at him and just kind of smiling at him. Oh. Um, the way you just said that made it sound creepy. Is it lovely? No, it's very creepy. Oh, okay. Kind of <laughs> like a few. So, um, uh, another thing that is like told during these ghost tours, um, uh, and that some people believe in town is that on the night that Jim died, he came home to find Minerva exiting the house and he spent hours pacing and sitting on park benches in Monterey Square, which is the park across the street from the house, yeah. um, because he didn't want to go in. He was afraid that she had, like, hexed oh. the house. So he finally went in and was found dead the next morning. Oh, my God. So I don't do you know. Think she did it? I don't know. I think it's interesting that she only was contracted to do his first three trials, and then the fourth one she wasn't a part of it. Oh, so she might have bound him because she was part of the underbelly. Right. Maybe she was friends with Danny. Maybe I'm making shit up. You are, but I love like, there's this awesome line um, in the book that Minerva says, and I, I don't believe that it's a direct quote from the actual Minerva, but I really like it. And it kind of ties into this. Uh, and the quote is black magic never stops. What goes from you comes to you. Once you start this shit, you got to keep it up just like the utility bill, just like the grocery store or they kill you, Uh which is pretty fascinating. And she like was so into this and so believed it. Um, like she would not allow people to touch her because she felt that if anyone had any kind of human contact with her, they could put a hex on her. So even if like, um, uh, so like Brent talks about how like he tried to pay her and she wouldn't take it from his hand. He had to slide it over to her because she wanted no human contact. She wouldn't allow um, her picture to be taken. There are only like two pictures of note of her. Um, and one was taken for time magazine and uh, I can't remember what the other one was for, but it's with um, Jim Williams's uh, lawyer. Oh, wow. So really Really interesting. Um, so I kind of, so I wanted to know more about like that whole voodoo part of it. Mm-hmm. And again, really had a hard time like finding out what's happening in, in Georgia or Savannah for that matter. But what I did find was what I sent to you was that <laughs> yes. there is a that was weird. It's so weird. You should put it on Facebook. Did you put it? On I Facebook? did. I did put it on Facebook That's already. Um, and I encourage everybody to go to this website and hopefully he doesn't hex us all because it's so kooky and hilarious. Um, so there is a new root doctor. Can I say with bravado, hex me, motherfucker. I yeah. don't care. I'm so witchy. Your hex just like, just won't even get me. I'm wearing an armor of, it doesn't matter. I am pretty accident prone. So I <laughs> prefer you did not hex me. Um, any hoozle. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Noelle just looked at me like, did you really just call to task this voodoo priest? Yeah. I you. respect you. Nope. Come so, after me. Get me. His name is also Dr. Buzzard. Um, so he's picked up where the former Dr. Buzzard has left off uh, in his on his website, He, uh, which is georgiarootdoctor.blogspot.com. So it's a blog. Yeah. Um, he, it's also creepathon. It's really sexist. It's very sexist. And, and he, ta- he, he, says for, he, he basically says to men, this is my interpretation, men who are obsessed with women who don't like them, that all they have to do is voodoo shit, and then they will have a triple X relationship with this woman who will never leave them. And that's why I'm like, boo and fuck you. Well, that's not necessarily true because one of the testimonials is from a woman who, oh, I didn't read the testimonials. Oh, just, you have to read the testimonials. Who talks about how um, 
uh, her her man ran away, and after so many days with, um, I believe she calls her Delilah. Uh, wait, is that who I'm thinking of? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> All I can think of is the radio host who no longer has a show. Oh, God, the worst. Delilah. No, I'm thinking of, um, like, Jezebel, after so many days with Jezebel. Oh, that's I'm like thinking, bullshit fucking... Jezebel, really? I'm, I'm doing biblical characters. So, um, after so many days... With Jezebel, he returned, and now we're engaged, and here we are sitting on this beach together, and it's why totally... I saw those pictures. Why would you... Why... They're stock photos, number one. Yeah, they are stock photos. <laughs> but number two, if if somebody left you... Why do you want them? Why do you want them? Move on. Stop. What the hell is... Don't be so fucking weird. So many fish in a sea. Yeah, thank you for finishing that. I, didn't, I figured people knew what I meant. Yeah, I think they did. But still, like, I mean, what? what you don't want that person. No. You're never going to feel comfortable again with them. Well, and two, if you're like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess in my mind, I'm, I'm just, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be with someone who didn't want to be with me. So I'm not going to, like, voodoo hex someone or, like, witchcraft them into liking me. Like, you just got to like me. That's it. Period. But here's the thing. Because have you seen Teen Witch? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Okay, well, it's a classic. It's a high school movie about uh, a girl who wants to be popular. She, well, we'll watch it together, and then we'll talk about it on the High Spirits. Oh, God. All right. But here's the thing. If you voodoo hex somebody and it works, then you don't have to worry about it being awkward because they're so in love with you. Which is also awkward. It's super awkward. Um, it reminds me, I'm going to quote another episode. All I do is quote TV. Yeah. And, and baseball players. Um, nope. <laughs> I'm going to quote another episode of Buffy. Oh. It's like <laughs> when uh, Xander wanted Cordelia to not break up with him and be in love with him. And then all these girls, the spell went wrong and all these girls were crazy about him. And they all tried to kill each other for his love. Oh, wow. And he was like, I don't want this. Isn't he... Uh, now, a drug problem guy. Now he has a lot of problems. Okay, we're we're praying for you, Nick. Uh, Is that his name? Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. Nicholas Brendan. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, he was pretty cute. He was very cute. I saw him at a comic con once, um, outside smoking, looking really sad. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Um, but he's he's great. He gets work here and there. He was doing like a CSI or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, um, so this guy. Yeah, you can go to a site, read it. He claims he's a white dude wearing a really funny top hat in his photo. Yeah, I saw that. Arms crossed. Real serious. Creepathon. Um, goatee. The yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. White guy. Um, Why did you say it that way? Because this voodoo, like this particular form of voodoo sure, is rooted in, in African. In, yeah, rural yeah. black... The role Black South, as yes. I said before. This is a no, I agree. I just it was just interesting the way you said it. But yeah, like I mean, there's there seems to be something very right. covetous about this uh, kind of I don't know this guy like co-opting yeah. something mm-hmm. that fundamentally does not belong to him and being so weird about it, trying to one capitalize on it and right. two like I'm sorry, like every single thing that I read, it was like. I don't know. It was just about obsession and sex, and I thought it was gross. Right, and he also offers his services, and he you can his cl- dick services. No, 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 to like purchase a spell from oh. him. So if you and <laughs> his no, I'm sorry. So oh. the 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 best thing that I love um, is that he has all these hyperlinks like um, shop here, buy now, yeah. and you click on it, and it goes to an Etsy shop that's no longer in commission, so he was shut down. You can't sell your spells on Etsy, sir. Um, that's, I'm assuming that's what the note said. Yeah, or he didn't, or the do you, I don't know, do you pay Etsy? You pay. To have a shop? Maybe he, he No, you pay. don't. I believe it's free to list. Oh, okay. And then they take a commission. Oh, they commission. They're like the marketplace. So I work for one of those. I get it. Um, let's talk about ghost stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let us. So um, there's not a ton of stuff about ghosts there, but uh, here's some fun things. So 
People have reported that the lights turn on in the house during the time that Williams would traditionally have his infamous Christmas parties. That's fabulous. Yeah, and um, it's also been said that you can hear the sound of party goers. So, in my mind, I think of, like, because, like, Savannah is so old, and so he would have, like, all these old wealthy women at these parties. So I like the idea of... Um, them all like <gasps> they all died and they went to do Christmas with Jim. Yes, exactly. They're all partying. Oh my god, that's amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? I fucking love that. Yeah, because I you love that. know that they just love Jim. They love Jim. You have to. He was their fabulous gay friend that yes. they didn't even know was gay. Yes. God, Jim. Cole. That's a. I mean, that's a big thing, though. Right. Right. And these parties, if it's anything like they showed in the movie, oh man, I would love that party. Yeah. Um. I would be so stressed about what I would wear. Though. I really just love that. Isn't that that what? like a gaggle of ladies are there just <laughs> hanging out and partying with Jim? I'm gonna have my eternal resting place at Jim's house. God, I would. Oh, it's awesome. I love Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'd be like, like, what's my eternal? What's my afterlife? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like musical Jim's parties, musical Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> get to choose I mean we don't but if we get to choose yeah it'd be fabulous um the only thing I would hate though if I did musical Mondays in perpetuity and uh some of these bogus fucking new musicals came out and everyone knew the words I would just be standing there like a ghost not knowing (laughs) (laughs) and I'd be like this is derivative (laughs) I don't like the song that's all uh play the classics yeah do some (laughs) play some Hedwig (laughs) (laughs) To play the classics, do Hamilton. <laughs> At that time, like like thirty years from now, Hamilton oh, was like, Ugh. "Shut up, Ghost Jay." Everyone hates Hamilton. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. Okay. Um, because it's the best. I know. I love it. It's coming here soon. It took you long enough. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. You as as we've learned, I'm usually a little behind. Yeah. I've got other things. All right. Uh, I remember when I first told you about it, you were like, nah. What's that? Seven months later, you're like, oh my God. I listened to this. I'm like, you fucking have you Have you heard about this musical? No, I'm not even talking about it. Uh, but I was the first adopter. I was right there. <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay. Uh, there have also been reports of Jim walking through another one of his restored houses. Um or, or possibly several of them, but the interesting thing is that it doesn't include the house Hampton Lily Bridge, which um, Williams had actually experienced haunted incidents there. Uh, oh, so he himself uh... at this Hampton Lily Bridge okay. house. So he was so fascinated by it that he actually brought oh, in. A... So he doubled in life. He doubled with the spirits, right? Well, he, I mean, he hired a a, a root doctor. So well, he was... I mean, I think that I think that's different though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Because voodoo is about, uh, as far as I know, I mean, correct me, please, voodoo is about the manipulation of the here and now, and you don't necessarily get to speak with spirits through voodoo. Well, maybe. I'm uh, Now, Minerva uh, stated that she actually was in contact with Jim after his death. Oh. Um, and where do I have that? Yeah, that's all she, but she wouldn't say, like, where he was or what he was saying. She just told people that she was communicating Hmm. with him. Um, So as far as this part of it, because I think that there's several different types of voodoo. Like there's the New Orleans voodoo. Yes, which is actually, I have to say, is is the one that I'm most familiar with. And I believe that's more of the hoodoo. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like there's... I'm thinking it's like Voodoo or uh, Marie Laveau. I went to... um, Marie Laveau's grave. Oh, yeah? I think it's St. Louis Cemetery number two. Okay. And my sister and I also went to uh, a voodoo ceremony, which honestly was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. And I... I would love it. Fell fucking in love with it. Yeah. Um, And what's cool about it, too, is, like, if someone has died, uh, like, you leave cigarettes for them or, like... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like a dollar or, like, um, a bottle of gin. Like, you, you, you... You're not, like... I feel like there's a thing with coins too. There's coins. I feel like, like the European way of dying is is pretending, and I'm saying that like in a in a uh, imperialist sort of like when the Europeans came to the United States, we we uh-huh. like you know we take on that culture of of death and dying, and um, everyone in death becomes a hero. 
right? So right. everybody's like, Aunt Linda or whoever the fuck it is, like, you go and you put, like, a flower on their grave or something. And they were the nicest person the nicest who never person, heard a fly. And you can't talk anything about them. Listen, when I Meanwhile, die, hold I was, on, let me say this. When I die, I want people to be like, she was cool, but sometimes she could be a real bitch and super difficult. Straight up. Like, be honest. Listen, you're dying before me, and I will tell people. <laughs> probably true but like this is i mean but this is the coolest thing about like a lot of that is like they they put out ciggies and they like put a condom by this thing it's like yeah i mean that ghost might be dead but they love fucking i thought that was really (laughs) really cool because it's totally different than this whole thing of like my aunt helen needs flowers good luck getting your non-com non-corporeal dick up (laughs) what i don't know I was um, saying they had condoms on it. That's I thought it was so cool funny. I love that. Um, I love like next to my grave, there's like an Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's gonna be like a box of Boda Box. Yeah, yours is gonna be like a wine, booze, and yeah, uh, yeah my Buffy box. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that would be nice. That's great. Somebody put that disc in for me. <laughs> I like just keep trying to grab at it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, so he, he had experienced um, some stuff there, and uh, he was actually really fascinated by it, but eventually he called in a local clergyman man to, uh, sorry, I keep trying to say men, a local clergyman to uh, perform an exorcism. Jim no, did? Jim did. No report on how that turned out. Jim is real into the... Jim's a little witchy himself. Yeah. Jim's super witchy. So it, I gotta be honest with you. He's doing... Ghostesses, he's doing exorcism, he's, he's doing voodoo, dabbling in all kinds of stuff. I kind of, I feel like Jim's a cool guy. I mean, aside from shooting his boyfriend nine times, right, baby. right. But otherwise, I feel like I would totally hang with him. Mm-hmm. We could um, be at Musical Mondays together, but he would just fucking oh my relax. God. Could you imagine? Well, I'm thinking of Kevin Spacey, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's really interesting is that if you look at um, the actual Jim Williams, they did a really nice job of having Kevin Spacey like with his hair and everything and the mustache, and that's pretty much it. They looked very similar. Oh. So Jim Williams looked pretty much exactly like that. Uh, okay, so the other ghost that's been reported has been of a boy walking through rooms in the house who may be Danny... Um, because he was, he had, he was only 21 and he looked very young, but they also think that it could be the boy who fell from the roof. I think that's more. Now there have also been reports of that boy, of people seeing that instance happening. <gasps> like I him, love it. The impaling. Like him reliving it over and over again. Well, I don't love it for the boy, but like, like right. can you imagine walking by and seeing that boy fall from the roof onto that Oh, it's terrible. Fence? Well, I think they see him like running around on the roof. They don't necessarily see him falling. I'm sorry. I misspoke on that. So I think they see him running on the roof. Got it. Um, and what's interesting is that the show that I watch, uh, the medium and the MOOC, Mm -hmm. um, she talks about how like she'll often see spirits who are reliving, um, their death stage. Mm -hmm. And so like people could have had a heart attack and they're going through that over and over again. It's agonizing and awful. awful. Yeah, no, so I kind of, if that's true, and if, like, what she says is a real thing, I kind of hope that that's not the case for this boy, that he's, like, doing that over and over again and then falling, because that would be awful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, yeah, that's not nice. But if he's maybe just, like, running around and having fun. Maybe if he's playing. Yeah, that's a different that's okay. story. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it for Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil or the book as they call it in Savannah yeah. which I love yeah because it's like kind of like their claim to fame what did, did you have more Lady Chablis not so not know. not a ton oh Lady Chablis did write a book um so her name actually that um I didn't even bother putting her birth name because I feel like that's irrelevant because she was she was she she was she but she actually um Lady Chablis was her stage name but she had changed her name to Brenda Dale Knox um, and she wrote a book called hiding, hiding my candy. And this is actually really interesting. I forgot about this part. Um, so in the book, uh, Brent states that when he met her, she was returning home from having hor- a hormone injection, which in the book, she states she had never gone under, uh, or had never undergone gender reassignment surgery. Oh, so just a little fun fact. Hence the hiding my candy. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she passed away on September 8th of pneumonia at the age of 59, I believe, which, incidentally, was also the age of Jim Williams when he passed away. Oh. So she was very young during the midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yes. So she was, like, what, 30? I'm, I we, mean, we've already he established met, I'm not good at math. He <laughs> So uh, Berent started doing his research in 1982. No. He moved there, or 84, I'm sorry. He moved there in 84. So that was, what, 32 years ago? No. 30. I, so she, yeah, 32 Lady years Shalee ago. So was just a young woman. So she was, what is that? Math. Um, I don't know. 27. Wow. Oh, there it is. Numbers. More wine. Um, <laughs> uh, High Spirits is brought to you by Target Boxed Wine. Mm, Target, it's all around. Mm-hmm. And it's also brought to us by All Day IPA um, uh, by Founders Brewing Company, which is right here, I think, in Illinois. Is it? If it yeah. Jay likes her IPAs. I do, but yeah. wait, I. I I mean, I love my IPAs, oh, but it's no. just because it's like oh, no. an Illinois deal. While you're doing that, I'm going to look up to find out who Johnny Mercer is. Well, I finished, so I guess you I just did? have to talk are to we, people. Are we done now? We don't. We can be done. Yeah, we can totally be done. But um, one of my favorite things about Noelle's wine situation tonight, and you guys can't see it, and I really love it, is that it's actually in a thermos. <laughs> <laughs> I poured it from the box into, into a thermos. Because here's the deal. Um, this so was, we're, um, we're at Jay Segman's house tonight. Uh, listen, I had to get home from work, make a cake with my kid, sure, make dinner for her. She's going to listen to this, so do a little bit more uptown. So I got home from work, and I made a cake for my kid. I, listen, we had a great time making a cake. We made a, a princess cake, and I had this box of wine, and I thought I could go to the store, or I could just pour it into this. And bring it here and save myself some minutes. Yes. That's a true exercise of laziness. Nope. I think you're a genius. And I just think it's amazing. I, I love everything about <laughs> your, your, your box of wine in a thermos. <laughs> <laughs> Probably as meta wine as you can. Because uh, I'm a lady. Johnny mm -hmm. Mercer, lyricist. Oh, just a lyricist. Just a lyricist. Blues in the night. Does anybody know that? Anybody? Nope. I don't. Too marvelous for words. Is he all, he might also, sounds like he might be. Hooray for Hollywood? A little. Wait, hooray for, hooray for Hollywood? Hooray for Hollywood. Little, hooray for Hollywood. That's let, him? I, I guess so. Oh, yeah. A little light in the loafers, as you were going to say? Yeah, maybe. He also wrote, I lost my sugar in Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, if he wrote hooray, hooray for Hollywood, I oh, fucking love him. Well, he's the lyricist. Um, He wrote Sweet Georgia Brown. Oh, Look at this guy. He does a lot Well, you know, we learned something today. Hey, Johnny Mercer. I mean, like, honestly. One for uh, my baby? When this started, we were fucking dipshits not to know who this man is. He's wonderful. He's great. I like him. Good work, Johnny Mercer. Yeah, Johnny Mercer. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, episode five of High Spirit. Yeah, like our Facebook page. Yeah, please. Uh, tell a friend. We're on uh, SoundCloud, which yes. is amazing. Um, and we will, we'll be back for, I think, I mean, if, unless we get murdered or get like voodoo casted or that fucking root doctor comes at me, which by the way, I'm having a little buyer's remorse root doctor. I didn't like the misogynistic kind of undertones of your little website, but please don't like murder me. I don't think he can. He doesn't even know where you are. You may even know who I am. Um, I mean, maybe if you're listening to High Spirits, you, you might. All right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's the princess cake. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'd like to uh, say one last thing to you, Noelle. Sweet dreams.